0: This is Eddie and this is Miguel and you're listening to the God life culture podcast.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week. We have a brand new episode with a lot of things that we are going to get into today. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot to talk about. So it's always exciting when we have this opportunity to talk about these topics and just get into um, some of these updates and headlines and things happening around the world that really talk about God life and our culture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's I, I like episodes like today because we'll be jumping around a little bit, but I think in essence, uh, what we're trying to do is bring you a little bit of everything. So we'll be speaking about things that are going on around the world, things that are uh, that are going on um, in music, and also things that maybe need to be going on in your personal life. So, yeah. um, you know, really excited for today's uh, episode and just very grateful for all of you guys that continue to tune in with us every week. Share the word, like our pictures, leave the comments, uh, all the good things that you guys do. As always, we're always willing um, and eager and hungry to see if there's anything out there that you think that maybe we're, we're not noticing or not uh, giving our comments or attention to. Send it our way. We're, we're gladly accepted and if we can apply it and plug it into one of our episodes, we will.
1: Definitely. And um, it's now award season yep. where we have all these different types of awards, whether it's the Grammys, the Oscars, NAACP awards. Um, but we recently we had the BAFTA Awards, which stands for the BAFTA Awards stands
0: for the British Academy of Film and Television Arts.
1: Yes, and um, we have our good friend, (laughs) (laughs) Letitia Wright. We've spoken about her in past episodes. She starred in the movie Black Panther. Yeah. um, And she won an award and in her acceptance speech she just uh she went in and pretty much started the speech by saying i identify myself as a child of god and i can't get up here without thanking god yeah and she pretty much just got into um the fact that she was in a deep depression Mm -hmm. she says a few years ago i saw myself in a deep state of depression and i literally wanted to quit acting Um, The only thing that pretty much pulled me out of that was God, my belief, my faith, my family, and an email from BAFTA saying they wanted me to be a part of the BAFTA Breakthrough Brits. And I was like, let me try again.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think it's really cool. We've spoken about this already in reference to Letitia. She is someone who is not ashamed of her relationship with God. She's not ashamed to represent Christ, uh, Christ. And she's not ashamed to give him a shout out and if anything, a genuine shout out, you know, it's award season. So nine out of 10 times, you know, when someone wins an award, the first thing is I want to thank God. I want to thank my producer. I want to thank this. I want to thank that. And they go on their list of people they want to thank. Uh, but she emphasizes the reason why she's thanking God. She identifies as a child of God and she thanks him, uh, for pulling her out of this, uh, of this dark place of this depression, of, you know, wanting to give up and wanting to give in and all that other stuff. Um, and she is exalting him for pulling her out and bringing her through that process. So she's thanking God for the award, but she's also giving a living testimony of the God that she serves, that we serves is a living God who still performs miracles. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's what that is. Um, and we see how she is actively representing it in a very authentic uh, way. So I think Kudos to her, man.
1: Yeah, especially in a time like this where I feel... That if you mention God and Jesus and just kind of your faith and your religion, it's more of an opportunity or chance for people to tune away, not listen, ignore what you have to say or just, you know, pass all of these different judgments. But I love that she goes on in her speech to say, I want to encourage you that God made you and you're important. There may be some of you that's going through depression, that's going through a bad time and you're putting on a smile and nobody can see that. But you know it. And God knows it, and I just want to encourage you, and I just want to say that God loves you, and just let your light shine. Yep. And I think that that's something that she's doing, and like, and you said, in a real, authentic way, that it's believable. Yes. Um. So if you definitely um haven't checked that out, check out the speech. Um. You know, hearing her say it is moving. It's powerful, and it just goes to show you that, um, it is possible to be in the industry and you know, be vocal about your faith and, yeah. uh, you know, express your, your beliefs and all of these things in the right way. Yes. And um, I think it's just important. We've spoken about this before, how to go about these things, how to use wisdom and discernment, when to say certain things and how to say it and all of that. So I think that she's a great example of just, you know, being bold in these moments.
0: Yeah. And something that I want to point out, interestingly enough, recently, I was teaching Sunday school with the youth. Uh, And we were speaking about uh, culture. We were speaking about things that are happening social media. And there was this video that went viral um, uh, about a person who got healed and was able to get out of a a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, And I was asking them, how many of you guys saw this video? If one person saw the video, it was a lot. And I asked them, okay, there was another video of this other person in Brazil who God had healed also. How many of you saw this video? Maybe two people raised their hands. And I was like, okay, who are you following on social media? Because that's important. You know, Kim Kardashian, Cardi B, you know, world star. whatever you're following is funny or whatever, whether or not you should be following that, it's up to you. Uh, But what we should be following is people that are gonna inspire us, people that are gonna share positive message, that are gonna, you know, share the word of God, Uh, people like Letitia Wright. Like if you're following Kim Kardashian and you're not following Letitia Wright personally, I think there's a problem with that. And, you know, if you have to go through, you know, every once in a while, we hear these people that are doing social media cleanses and like, oh, I'm taking a break off of social media. Uh, I think you need to do a cleanse on who you're following, like figure out who are you following. Are those pictures that you're seeing or those videos that you're seeing edifying you? Are they bringing you some type of positivity, some type of light like Latisha Wright was talking about? Or is it just really not doing anything for you? Because then you need to figure that out. Um, So look for Letitia Wright if she's on Instagram, on Twitter, on whatever, and I would say follow her. Follow the people that we speak about, whether we're speaking about a singer or a worshiper or something, you know. Don't just be like, oh, I kinda know who that person is. Follow them as well.
1: And support what they do because again, um, speeches like this should be going viral, you know, and it's up to us, the people that watch these things to actually, you know, allow it and give it that opportunity to just reach other people, you know. So don't be afraid to hit the like button, the share button, and, and spread these things. Yeah,
0: and you know, I, I I posed a question to you. Did have you heard of Letitia Wright's speech at the BAFTA Awards? If you did not, then you're part of that scenario of yeah. people that are not in tune and are not, you know, receiving the information that you should be receiving. Because if I asked you about, you know, who recently broke the internet with the most likes on Instagram, and you can tell me that, but can't tell me this, I think that's a problem.
1: Yeah and it goes to also show you know it under, we understand that it's hard sometimes to be aware of these things yes you know uh, i personally never heard of the bafta awards until Mm -hmm. i saw this article and um you know it's hard because we know you know mainstream is way different than you know the christian gospel community so there are certain things that won't be televised or certain things that won't be publicized where we have to do our research but that's why it's important you know in moments like this okay these awards are coming out were there any christian nominees gospel nominees the grammys came on you know who won best gospel album who won you know best contemporary Christian album it's important for us to do the research because if other people aren't doing it and putting it out there then it's our responsibility yeah. to do the research and put it out there absolutely and speaking of the Grammys the Grammys were just a few weeks ago and um, we had spoken about the nominees and we have our winners uh, we have Tori Kelly who took home both Grammys for best gospel performance and best gospel album um, which was awesome this was her uh Uh, first two Grammys ever. So I think that's amazing. And also Lauren Daigle took home both Grammys for best Christian album and best Christian performance or song. Yep. And, um, you know, congratulations to both. And um, I think it was, you know, we kind of saw it coming. We predicted a little bit about Lauren Daigle. Yeah. Right. Um, We know that she has had uh, a great year as far as just new doors and new opportunities go for her. And um, she's been in the conversation of, of a lot of people her song you say is still on billboard charting in all genres yeah you know it's on the radio it's doing very well um but tori kelly this is her, her first two grammys she was nominated a few years ago for best new artist and didn't win but this year she took home both grammys and um too much
0: controversy
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean well not
0: so much controversy but some people were in their feelings about right. her win
1: Right. And you would think it would be, I mean, anyway, well, it's just gospel, you know, people in the gospel community were the ones that were mostly, um, how do you say, I guess, upset in a way that she took home this Grammy for both categories. Yeah. You know, I think we've discussed in the past that the Grammys only have two gospel categories and two Christian categories. And in the past they've had multiple, they've had up to six for yeah. both gospel and Christian contemporary Christian and uh smoky Northfield, Gospel, you know, singer, Grammy Award winning singer, uh, posted on his Instagram to kind of talk about uh, the Grammys and his view on Tori Kelly winning. And he puts, now, no disrespect to Tori or Kirk, who is my friend and brother, but these are true winners in the gospel category for the Grammys. And in his post, he put a collage of the other nominees. <laughs> Um, in the category. And, and he said, they are heavy on gospel. Congratulations to each of you. I am a bona fide fan of how awesomely God uses each of you. And all of your music has blessed and carried me personally. I pray your ministry is never reduced to the size of a statue because your anointing is huge. He goes on to say, I want to publicly acknowledge the sacrifices, the work, the prayer, the scriptural preparation and true ministry you offer to the world. You stand on the legacy of many who have remained faithful and labored in the gospel. You are worthy of a double honor. All the gospel artists. He emphasized gospel. He put, I love you. And he completed his whole rant by saying, I appreciate you. God is pleased. And who knows? Maybe next year they'll give me a Grammy for pop music. He's hurt. Very hurt. <laughs> he wasn't even one of the nominees, which surprised me. He was not me. nominated. So Well, I don't, well, yeah, no, I don't think he's ins- released anything.
0: Yeah, maybe in a hot minute. Because right. he's an OG gospel artist. Right. Um, And that's that's the first thing that when you brought this to my attention, I was like, but was he even nominated? Uh, so, no. I, I, so he
1: was sticking up for his gospel people, his gospel brothers and sisters in the category that he felt yeah. should have won because they are heavy gospel. You know, yes. and we've discussed this is Tori Kelly's first gospel album. She's a pop singer. Right. Um, She was a pop singer. Was a pop. Well, she still technically is. She just released a new song not too long Mm ago, Um, a personal song about um, her meeting her husband Mm -hmm. and how her dad kind of didn't approve of it at first. And it's heavy on the pop side. Right. A little bit different. But she did a gospel album and her gospel album, the work that she put in was nominated in the gospel category because it's a gospel album so i find it um just weird that he would even have this complaint one and go on this rant because it's almost like that uncle that you have in your family Mm -hmm. that's not really involved but involved all the time like you really you weren't nominated so you shouldn't be feeling salty in any way you know Um, but i get it defending those people who he loves um But I don't know. I I definitely think that she, if anything, she put out a great gospel album. It was gospel. And if anything, probably a little more gospel than some of the other people in the category. Yeah. Corinne was one of the people we've spoken about her in this category. And her gospel album, Unstoppable, was not 100% gospel. Mm -hmm. There was definitely R&B in there with Won't He Do It, Unstoppable. Um, There was definitely... Uh, you know, some trap vibes there. So I I don't really agree that they are heavy gospel. I don't
0: know. No, I think that at the end of the day, everyone is entitled to the opinion. So, you know, I have to say that and get that out there. But (laughs) um, I do think that it was an unnecessary thing to do. Um, I think that what he, what it conveys is the message of I'm going to be shady. I'm going to, you know, commemorate and um, shout out the real gospel artist and key and you know um, completely neglect mentioning everything you know and completely neglect giving Tori Kelly her props uh, because according to what I understood was that he doesn't feel like she's a real gospel artist. Um, And unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, the name of the game is, is that if you could release whatever type of album you want to release, you know, Um, he said in his comment that, you know, maybe next year he'll win for a pop album. Well, homie, if you release a pop album and it's good and you get nominated and you win, congratulations.
1: And I just think some people, too, get a little salty because of the fact that he can't do a pop album. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, you know. (laughs) Because he can't cross over to different genres or just people in general. You know, Tori Kelly's one that has done pop and now she did gospel. You know, who's to say that she can't go and do country and be successful at that as well? Yeah. Don't be upset because you can only do gospel and there are only two categories for you.
0: Well, we can even we we see that reflected in our churches where you have someone who is a musician, for example and excels and is good as being a musician. And then all of a sudden he becomes a preacher and he's good at it. And people feel a certain type of way about it. But why are you preaching? You're supposed to be a musician or whatever. And we see that in our churches where unfortunately people label us as something and you're supposed to stick to that box. You, you can't go out of the parameters of whatever they label you, because if you do, especially if you're really good at it, um, and when the other thing that you jump into, then they feel either threatened or they feel salty or they feel like, oh, man, you know, they, their feelings are hurt because that should be me. I should be the one winning the award. I should be the one up there. I should be the one whatever. Uh, but if you didn't put in the work, then you don't get the accolade. Unfortunately, that's the way that it is. And it's not that we do what we do for accolades or awards or to be shouted out or anything like that. But if I did something 100% dedicated for God and, you know, I'm doing it wholeheartedly with that purpose just to exalt him and something positive comes out of that, hey, I'll take it. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, or whatever. But, you know, unfortunately, we see people that they they just, I don't know, A little too sensitive, unnecessarily.
1: And and very quickly, the blogs, you know, jump on this, you know, and a blogger posted it. It had like hundreds of thousands of views and you know, kind of just saying the controversy in the gospel community, it just, again, it doesn't look right. You know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't just uh, sit well with people, um, when they see this controversy, controversy and this tension that even happens in the gospel community. And I think that unfortunately, especially
0: with the times in which we're living, you know, you can't hold, you can't deny the tones The racial tones that it may have to deal with as well, because Tori Kelly, although she's not 100 percent Caucasian, um, she is the white girl in a group of in, in in a category that is predominantly with black people. So it's like, okay, why did the white girl win? And, you know, us colored folks didn't win it. Right and you know you not to say that that was his intention, but because of it the can. but because of the racial um, stuff that is happening now, yeah. Um, you know, th- it's quick to pick on those nuances yep. to be like, oh, you know, is it a racial thing? Is he, you know, if if Tori Kelly would have been black, would he be feeling the same way? Even if she was a pop artist that jumped into gospel, mm-hmm. and you know, you you don't want to um, personify or you don't want to push out. That type of negativity. It's not necessary, you know. As Christians, we already get uh, a lot of, you know, backlash, and we already get a lot of stereotypes, and we already get a lot of negative things said about us. We don't need to add to the pot. Oh, oh, on top of that, you know, we're also racist.
1: Yeah, or sore losers.
0: Yeah, or sore losers. You know,
1: so. and um, so congrats to Tori Kelly and on that. Um, I do hope that she continues to put out gospel music, you know, even if it is every now, you know, and again. But um, I think, again, that body of work had a statement. It had something to say. And I think people did receive it very well. You're thinking I'm you thinking have about something a question. to say.
0: I was going to pose the question. I don't know if I should, but I'm going to post it anyways. Although Ter- Tori Kelly never had the... Um, reputation of being someone who, you know, in her pop music time, you know, when she, uh, outside of her gospel realm, she, um, was never someone that was talking about things that were either provocative or uh, a lot of profanity or anything like that or whatever. But let's say that she went from a pop album to a gospel art album, and then she goes back out into a pop album that is, let's say real crazy. Do you think that that jumping in and out of pop and and gospel pop and whatever, or whatever, whatever she goes into next, is something that is acceptable?
1: Definitely not. I would say it's unacceptable. But if we're talking about Grammys and they're looking at music Mm -hmm. and she jumped from a gospel album, went back to pop, and it could be the most explicit pop album out there, and then did another gospel album and got nominated in my opinion that's music not necessarily a person's life i think if you look at a lot of these categories you know corinne was nominated for gospel album i don't think her gospel album and gospel uh song for won't he do it won't he do it to me is not a gospel song now why would but wait, it be wait, wait. A, when you're saying gospel you're talking about um uh genre genre of music okay, okay she's a gospel singer Yes. Not singing a gospel
0: song. But I guess uh, in my mind, when when I say gospel, I'm not speaking about the genre of gospel. I'm speaking about the message behind the music. So do
1: you. Okay. so even then, if she came back and did a gospel album after doing an explicit pop album, according to the Grammy standards, if it's the gospel message and it's the gospel genre and she gets nominated and wins, according to that, Mm-hmm. That would be OK. Now, it's no, another but that's thing. fine. That's fine. It's another thing. They, they, thing for don't dis- us. they
0: don't they don't make a distinction between right, the two right. on the award level.
1: Now, is that OK? Yes. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we've seen people that kind of, you know, Snoop Dogg. Right. Yeah. Did a gospel album, talked a little bit about his feelings and the gospel, the church and all of that, and went right back to everything else he was doing. Yeah. Um, I think it's something we have seen now. Is it right? No. Should it be a thing? No, um, you know that could just go along with just things in our everyday lives, where you know we participate in things that we shouldn't be participating in, and then we're kind of then ministering or leading mm-hmm. or doing different things where um, you know it's not a healthy lifestyle yeah. to live.
0: Because what I was gonna, what I was thinking of is that it could be because we are speculating. That with Smokey's message, he's maybe touching on that point, that point, which is you have people that weren't successful in the secular world jumping into the gospel realm, trying to get the awards they couldn't get when they were doing regular pop music. You know, are we now gonna see an influx of that? People who aren't quote unquote really gospel, just jumping into the to the field because it's a easier way for them to grab a grammy or this or that
1: yeah i mean yeah but no because at the end of the day i mean then we could say that about people who are being pastors are there a bunch of people wanting to be pastors for fame and wanting to get money wanting to have a following which of is their not people- right right which is not right you know i think at the end of the day we don't know people's hearts so it definitely comes down. I mean, the Bible says it, you know, God knows the heart. You know, it's in Spanish. Dios escudrina el corazón. I just totally messed that up and I sound like a white kid. But um, it definitely the Bible does say that God examines the heart. Yeah. And he's the only one that really knows our intentions. So whether we uh, someone like Smokey Norville is kind of analyzing Tori Kelly's motives and all of that. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that. Even if that were the case, that's between her and God and God at the end of the day will do whatever he needs to do for that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she has been very clear about her intentions, her motives. She grew up on gospel music. It's, you know, when she accepted the award, she congratulated everyone else in the category saying she grew up listening to them and listening to their music. And she has so much respect for them. You know, I don't think if she would have came in thinking she was big and bad and thinking she was better than everybody else, then I can see you know, there could be a problem there. Mm -hmm. But I believe she has come in definitely um, in a humble way.
0: Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, what we're just trying to say is, is that regardless of whether or not a person wins an award for whatever, at the end of the day, what we should be doing is A, being sensitive uh, to the voice of God and just, you know, action speed louder than words. So you can say you are a Christian gospel, whatever, that serves the Lord and does all these other things. uh, But if... What you actually are representing, whether it is on social media and the things that you talk about and the things that you put out conflict with that narrative, then you need to make the decision of, okay, I think that this. What were you going to say? What happened?
1: Yeah, because, not for nothing, Lauren Daigle just came out saying she's not a Christian artist, well, but yeah, she th- won two Grammys in the Christian category. That's what I was alluding then, to. And, my friend, <laughs> you should not be in the Christian category. You know, like, yeah. if we're going to take that attitude across everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Lauren Daigle is a Christian artist because she does Christian music. Now, if you want to say in a platform that you're not a Christian artist, mm-hmm. that's your problem. Yeah, but that's but an when issue. You, because when she... you are making an album that everything in the song has to do with your Christian beliefs and your faith and what what you believe in and you go and you lead worship at a prison and you go and you're on Good Morning America and you're singing about God on Good Morning America. But they ask you, are you a Christian artist? You say no. That's a lie. Yes, that's a lie. You are.
0: It, it is a lie, but it also shows an identity crisis that these individuals are having because we see this with people like Lecrae who say, I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper. Lauren Daigle isn't, you know, a uh, whatever it was that she said. She's not a Christian artist. She's just an artist. Yes, but and with
1: Lecrae, I understand his point because he's explained it. Where he says, "I am a Christian." But I don't want the label of a Christian rapper because that may cut off a whole audience of people that won't listen to me because of preconceived ideas and notions. Listen to my work and you know I love God. Listen to my work and you know that I'm a Christian. You know, whereas Lauren Daigle doesn't even talk about God, doesn't even talk about her faith.
0: Yeah, but regardless, I think that you you should never deny Christ in any way, regardless if, you know, and I get Lecrae's motive and his point of thinking, which is that he doesn't want to alienate anyone because of the title. But at the end of the day, when you're going on Jimmy Kimmel or you're on Jimmy Fallon or you're accepting an award and it's. You know, you don't acknowledge who God is or you don't want to be associated to that. Then to me, that's a problem. And you can't say that. Oh, you know, Lauren Daigle cannot say, well, okay, this is what the issue is. The issue is that she started off as a Christian artist and on her journey, she no longer wants to identify as one. Which is crazy to
1: me because it's not like she put out a non-Christian record or album. Yeah, she's doing this in the middle of her promotion for her christian album that she so no that, longer wants to promote that she, as a christian album which is insane to me yeah yet everything in that album in the song you say that's the song that's getting most traction and plays right now she mentions god she mentions you know who that person is yeah and i mean i i don't see anybody else doing that you know what i'm saying and yeah. not saying that they're a Christian artist. Yeah. So it's just, it's very confusing. And I think hopefully she works that out. Yeah. I know she's been getting a lot of heat for that. A lot of people have been talking about that. I know at the Grammys, she when she won both um, Grammys, In her speeches, she didn't even thank God in the first time she won, um, but she ran through the list of people she wanted to thank, talked about somebody she thought was so cute and shouted him out. (laughs) Um, And then the second time around, again, went through a whole list of people she wanted to thank. And at the very end, she said, oh, wait a minute. And I want to thank God. Right. That right there said it all. Yep. You know? So at the end of the day, when you have non-Christians going up there and the first thing they say is, I just want to thank God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely says something. It, it definitely, it says something about your priorities, your music, and I, you know, I understand where a lot of these artists come from, you know, and they're, they're thinking, they're thinking of, you know what, if I put out in the forefront and everything is about my faith and God and Jesus, there are people that are definitely turned off by that. That if I say, I mean, I've witnessed it. I teach high school students. Anytime I mention anything about Christian hip hop or rap, immediately they have judgments and preconceived ideas about it the minute i just play it or they hear it or something Mm -hmm. they love it and then they ask me wait a minute who is that and then they find out oh he's a christian rapper Mm -hmm. after they admitted that they love it after they admitted that he's that he's great you know so i understand where they don't want to be placed in that box where then people aren't listening to them or giving them the chance but now when you're given the platform when you're given the chance when now you have the attention of you know a non-believer what will you tell them Who will you represent at that point, Mm -hmm. you know, because you worked so hard to get this platform, to get this following of people that are not believers. And that's the goal, because at the end of the day, if we're creating gospel music and Christian music for gospel, you know, uh, for the gospel community and for Christians only, there's a problem there as well. Eventually, we want our music to be heard by everyone and reach everyone. But once you get the attention of everyone, will you continue to represent God? Yes. And that's where we see that there's a lack. Yeah. You know?
0: And, you know, and I think that what maybe even fans of Flames a little more is that she hasn't said anything about it. No. She didn't say anything about back when they asked her about the whole thing on... um, uh that, that interview
1: on um on gay marriage yeah that's what it was
0: um and you know she got backlash for that and never said anything about that either and not that every time somebody has something negative for you, to say about you you should have a rebuttal or you should have you know put out a, a public announcement but if there are inconsistencies that are being put out there that aren't true Because you're like, no, that's not true. You know, I I do know what's right and wrong. And no, I do. You know, I I am someone who represents Christ and I'm not ashamed of it or whatever. Then you kind of do need to at least address it once and nip it in the butt. But she hasn't done that, which then leaves that opening for thinking of, okay, Lauren Daigle is doing what everyone always fears happens to um, successful Christian artists, which is they get a taste of the bug and that's it. They drop God and they're just doing their own thing. Not saying that that is what the scenario is, just saying that that's what it looks like.
1: Yeah, and, you know, again, shout out to them. Shout out for what they're doing. And hopefully, you know, we uh, get a little bit more of that, uh, you know, boldness or just... Being uh, Lauren Daigle being a little bit more vocal about her faith and her beliefs. Um, But not too long ago, you actually put me up on this song. Uh, John Legend released a new song and video. The song is titled Preach. And I just heard it for the first time, watched the video, listened to the message. And I have to say that, you know, people like John Legend, artists like him, and, you know, we can go across the board, you Mm -hmm. know, these artists that have talent. And you look at the music they put out, and a lot of times it's, you know, they're talking about garbage, and, you know, they're just talking about so many, you know, things that, you know, as a believer and as Christians just is opposed to what we stand on, right? Mm -hmm. That you think about, man, if all of these individuals were just to create music with a message, you know, and create music that said something, and create music that actually had some type of impact, you know, how amazing it would be. This song is something that I think, in my opinion, like, this is the music he needs to be putting out all the time, Yeah. you know, and it's unfortunate because this song probably won't get the traction or the hit that his other songs would get on other topics and other things, but the video and song it's great it's a great song
0: yeah you know and he had put on instagram in reference to the song he said i grew up in church and one of the things we talked about was loving our neighbors as we love ourselves he explained my preacher told me that our neighbor wasn't just the person that lives next door to you but other people whom you might not who you, whom you might not even know um and you know and when in reference to the the song and the message of the song it talks about you know um in reference to you can't just preach about it. You have to be about it, I guess. Yeah, in a way. you have to do something. You know, you have to do something about it. He, uh, One of his lyrics is, I can't sit and hope. I can't just sit and pray that I can find the love when I, when all I see is pain. Try to do. Um, heaven knows I'm not helpless. What can I do? Yeah, can't see the use in me crying if I'm not even trying to make the change I want to see, um, which is something we've actually or I've touched on in previous episodes in reference to you can't just only preach about it you know if there's uh, a change that is needed in your community if there are people that are in need if there's people that are going through things um you know if there's something that needs to be re-ramped or changed in your church and you're just complaining about it like you know you have to actively be like okay you know what can i do You know, God, you know, if you're allowing me to to see and notice that there is an issue, then God, you you need to that means that you want me to do something about it. You know, and yes, sometimes a lot of you know, there there are moments where the only thing God wants you to do about it is pray. um, And then there are other moments when God is like, no, I need you to actively act on this and be the change that you want to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love the message um, and I love that it's not just a video and it's not just a song, but it's also almost like a fundraising or uh, drive that he's doing where the proceeds collecting money um, to basically go to this organization titled Free America, where they exist to amplify the voices of individuals impacted by the criminal justice system and those working to change it. So um, pretty much he's collecting donations, you know, through this video um, that's going to this organization. And I think it's, you know, a great way to also practice the message of what he's singing about, you know, because people can look at this video and be like, okay, it's great. You're singing about it, but what are you doing? doing? But right here in the video, you know, he's actually doing something. And I love um, one of the things that he put under the video on his YouTube channel. He put, sometimes we can get so frustrated by the news and what's going on. And there's this battle going on in ourselves. Do we become apathetic? Do we become engaged? Do we just talk about it or do we do something? Yep. And i think we can take that whole you know uh paragraph there and relate it to our life as believers into our everyday lives where we see the things happening around us we see you know, uh, people around us that may be hurting or going through something, you know, and it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to see it. And then it's another thing to actually do something about it. You know, it could go from anything to you see someone's discouraged and upset, you know, to, you don't like the way something is done Yeah. and you just complain. So there are different, you know, ways that we can apply this to our lives where, You know, it's not just like you said before talking about it, it's being about it. What are you doing to be a part of the solution? What are you doing to help the cause? And I think that that's something that is super important that us as believers, as Christians, we need to be mindful of, you know, not all the time. Can you just tell somebody pray? Not all the time. Can you just tell somebody, well, you know, let's see what God does. You know, sometimes we need to put feet to our faith and, you know, pray about it and move and do something. Yeah,
0: you know, and that, you know, God calls us to be people of action. You know, we hear, all, all, um, you know, all these things that are happening Um, not only in the four walls of our churches, but things that are going on in our communities and our schools. And, you know, we need to be active participants of making the change we want to see. You know, if it's social injustice and you don't like, you know, what you're seeing in your communities and, you know, then you need to figure out a way uh, to bridge the gap between, let's say, the police authorities and the people within the community, you know, come up with some type of event, do something um, that would help that scenario uh become a better scenario you know we see you know we see that all the time people who just sit and complain or people who notice things and they're like well that's not my problem until something happens to them and then all of a sudden now they want to become an activist or you know an advocate or they want to you know they want to see the change now because it happened to them but b you've been sitting there the whole time noticing that something needed to be done and you didn't bother to do it until it affected you personally. Something doesn't need to affect you personally on a, on a real deep level for you to be like, you know what, I think that that needs to be changed. Let, let's do something about it. And, you know, and that's what we we would want, that for everyone to, to the smallest thing, whether it's just, you know, something needs to be re- revamped in either your ministry or in your church or in your schedule or whatever it is, to things that are like really big and really important And, you know, don't just sit back and just let it, you know, play out.
1: Yeah. And I think because we have been, you know, taught since young, the power of prayer, the importance of prayer, how important prayer is. I think sometimes it could also serve as a crutch where, well, I'm just going to pray about it and see where God leads me. Well, I'm just going to pray about it and see how I feel. And we rely so much on this idea of praying about something where we're praying about something for so long where God is actually just waiting for us to actually take a step and trust in him. Yeah. And, um, you know, for us to see what he's capable of doing. And, um, you know, we are going to kind of talk a little bit about prayer. Um, There was this article that Relevant Magazine posted on why our prayers, you know, why your prayers aren't working. And I think this is such a big thing because so many people um, I hear are tired of praying for the same thing. Yep. And if you look at them and, and you see why they're struggling or why they're in their place they are in... You know, it'll kind of come down to I prayed to God for this to happen and it didn't happen. I prayed to God for, you know, God to keep this person in my life and it didn't happen. For God not to let my mother die and it happened. And, you know, all of these different scenarios that people go through where it seems as if they prayed, you know, they're constantly praying, you know, for a certain struggle they have or, you know, for a loved one that they have. And it seems that God is not coming through for them, you know, and it's almost like, okay, we need to evaluate the way we're praying, how we're praying. We need to evaluate you know is it a routine thing are we doing it just to see what God can do for us and kind of seeking his hands you know Mm -hmm. are we actually praying crying out to God knowing that he's able to do it and acknowledging our faults acknowledging you know our mistakes and things like that Um, and the person who wrote this article I love that uh, they wrote that um, it's not that sometimes we doubt God's power it's that we easily fall into a pattern of checklist Christianity yep Where it just seems that in our prayer time, in our devotion time, we're just kind of checking off the list. Okay, I read the chapter today. Okay, I read what I prayed for 30 minutes in the morning, prayed for 30 minutes at night, and I memorized the verse and I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that's what it becomes. So I think it's just important to make sure that our prayer life, as anything else, you know, as a believer, doesn't become a checklist. Or yeah. Part you know. of a routine.
0: And, you know, I've said it many a times and I think that I'm the 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 one most um, guilty of it, which is I'm always saying that you got to do more than pray. You got to do more than pray. You got to do more than pray. But I do think that prayer is important. And that's why we wanted to, you know, hone down a little bit more on this, because, you know, we never have really like delved in into actual like successful habits of prayer. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things is, is that prayer is not a um A requesting session that you do, you know, it's not like, God, I need this. God, I need that. God, this God, whatever. Like, no, prayer really is a, in my mind, a workout or, or something you do in order to strengthen your relationship with God. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's about you becoming more sensitive to God's voice. It's about you becoming more and more honest with God. It's about you, you know, being able to understand what God wants you to do, where he wants you to go, how he wants you to do this, how he wants you to do that or whatever. And if you spend 95% of your time or even less, I would say if you spend whatever percentage percent of the time that's a majority just being like, God, I need this or God help me with this or God, help, whatever. And you're not taking out time to actually cultivate a relationship with God. That's where the problem is. You know, in the article, something I liked uh, that he said was prayer was never meant to be part of a checklist or just a bunch of empty words tossed up in the air. In fact, Jesus specifically warns of this type of heartless faithless prayer in Matthew six, seven which says and when you pray do not heap an empty phrase as the gentiles do for they think that they will be heard for their many words and i think it's important you know we don't need um philosophical words yeah you don't need this you don't need to have a thesaurus next to you a dictionary next to you to figure out you know what words can i put together so that you know i can make it nice enough for god to listen to me no god will listen to the most simplest of prayers but the the important thing behind behind it is the intention Like, are you doing it because you're really seeking God? Are you really doing it because you want to develop a relationship with God? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with praying for things. You know, if someone is sick or you're going through a situation, maybe you need a financial breakthrough or, you know, your marriage is going through a situation or your family life is going through a situation or you need help. You know, God giving you peace in reference to a career or to something. Those things are the the perfect things to pray to God for, because he's the one who should be guiding us. But are you really taking out time to cultivate a relationship with God that is not, God, I need this, God, I need that?
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes most people feel that they have to approach God, you know, when they start talking in that fancy way or just trying to use big words or trying to sign eloquent, they feel that they have to have this reverence and this super respect for him. And that's very true. But I think it's more of the posture of your heart. Where it's mm-hmm. more like, you know, God doesn't need the big words and big, you know, phrases and all of these special sayings if your heart is far from him. And yeah. if you're far, if your heart is not, you know, showing respect and reverence to him. Yep. You know, so I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, you know, the sayings, the, you know, how you express yourself, the volume and all of these different things that many times, you know, we can associate the volume of someone praying to power or associate the words that you know the big words and eloquent words that someone is saying to power and you know anointing where we can then feel on our end like i can't talk like that i can't mm. pray like that i can't even speak that loud right where then we diminish ourselves and feel like we you know can't have that intimate relationship with god everyone's relationship with god is different
0: yeah you know and and i uh, a while ago, uh, recently, uh, a couple of months ago, I went through a situation like that where I felt for some reason, because I should know better, but I felt that same train of thought. You know, I was translating. Uh, we had a guest pre- preacher that came um, and he was preaching in Spanish. So I was translating to English or vice versa. Um, and, you know, when it came time to, you know, pray for people in the altar calling, whatever, um, you know, and he was praying for people. He was like, you know, you can go and, and help pray as well. You know, go pray for people. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> like i don't know You right. like i had like this weird moment where i was like oh no but you know they, they want him to pray because you know he's the he's the preacher guy you know he's the yeah. one you know who could give like 47 prophecies or whatever it is and i had that hesitation of okay i can't do it because i don't know like i'm not at that level mm-hmm. uh but then i sat back and i was like man that was such a dumb thing to do because you know you can pray for someone in the most simplest way, and it would be powerful. You don't need big words. You know, you don't need a whole bunch of uh, theatrics to it. You can just simply pray over someone that you know that God look at their heart, that they be open and ready to receive whatever God wants. That God may help them in whatever situation that they're going through. Like there's things that you can say, and then even through that, like you start off with that mentality. Of, you know what? I'm just gonna pray for them as best yeah. as I can, and God will lead you to pray for whatever specifically you know whatever word whatever message god wants you to part uh, to impart in that person so you can't have that you know and and that has a trickle effect when mm-hmm. you think that prayer is you know you, you have to use big words or you have to do it in such a way or whatever um you know that if that trickles down into other areas in your life as well you know prayer is a you know it's something that everyone should be able to do and you don't need a degree in theology to do it
1: yeah and uh i guess to summarize it I love how this article ends it says prayer is far too powerful to allow routine or religion to steal its effectiveness so don't allow prayer to just become routine to become so common and so normal to you that your heart isn't in it you know make sure that you do different things creative things to keep your prayer life in check and make sure that you know you constantly have that connection you know with the Lord yeah you know
0: and just be off, be be um active in what you're trying to do you know if you know that you need to pray more and you have to put alarms on your phone or reminders yep. it's okay to do that don't let nobody tell you oh it should authentically come up like you know sometimes we need a little help because mm-hmm. our days are maybe crazy or it's something that's so easy to forget because in our humanness we're that neglectful so if you have to put a reminder on your phone okay you know every day at 1 30 you know I have to do whatever then you yeah. do that also you know you're routineing a your schedule like I'm someone who you know on my drives to work on my drives home from work those are my Jesus Moments, As I like to call it, you know, because I'm alone. I'm by myself. So if I need to, you know, talk to God audibly, like out loud or whatever, mm-hmm. I can do it. If I need to sing out, I can do it. And I don't got to worry about nobody looking at me crazy unless we're stuck in traffic. But then whatever, right. they can look at me regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if whatever you have to do, do it. And don't be ashamed to do it and don't think that, oh, okay, you know, I can't I don't do it like so and so does it. So it's not good enough. As long as it is 100 percent coming from you, from your heart, it's good enough for God.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for tuning in to our um, new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Send us a message at gmail.com. You could also follow us on all social media under God Life Culture Podcast. Every Wednesday we release a new episode, so be sure to tune in to share with your friends and just, um, you know, be sure to tune in every Wednesday to listen to a brand new episode.
0: Yep. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the God Life Culture podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. We will
1: see you later.
0: Bye.